Welcome to the Moon and You podcast. My name is Susan Hart. Together, we will explore the many aspects of the female menstrual cycle and weave into the conversation aspects of the full and new moon phases that impact on our emotional and physical body. There is an ancient calling in all of us to lift our heads and acknowledge the moon. Come with us as we explore ways to anchor ourselves in her energies, bring stability to our own cycles, and learn to make the most of each week by learning what hormones govern our days. I am so grateful you are here. Welcome back, dear listeners. It is lovely to have you here with us, and as always, by my side, Kerry Hurrigan is here, and she's going to be talking to us about the full moon in Gemini. Hello, Kerry. Hi, Sue. It's so lovely to see you again. It's lovely to see you I always love this time we have. I can't wait for it. I know. I learned so much from you. Me too. I learn something all the time, and no doubt I'll learn again today, Mm. especially with the full moon in Gemini Mm. as well. Yes. I love it. Okay, my friend, take it away and... Uh, Begin. Begin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So so the full moon in Gemini is happening on the 29th or the 30th of November, depending in what hemisphere you're in in the world. And with this full moon is accompanied by a lunar eclipse, and lunar eclipses often represent intensity. There's also Saturn, Pluto and Jupiter. They're all together in Capricorn in that stellium there. And as I've said in the past couple of podcasts, the show goes on Mm. continually. There's also retrograding planets, which is Uranus in Taurus and Eris. And Eris is the planet of discord and chaos, and that is retrograding in Aries. Now, the retrograding motion is an optical illusion. And what it is is where this planet or a planet appears to stop motion and goes backwards and it travels over the path it's travelled. A good analogy with that is when you're in traffic and you catch up to the car in the lane beside you and the wheels look like they are going backwards even though both of you are moving forward. So depending on where these planets are transiting in your chart, it suggests that you can look at what and where they correlate to and this is a, it's a time to revisit, review and relax just to slow down, take a breath. There is a website called astro.com and you can create your own free astrology chart there. So moving on to the moon. The moon is our internal world of emotions and feelings. It is that private part of us that we only know. It is our instinctive emotional reactions and responses and what makes us feel comfortable and safe. Every podcast I stress on this point is that emotional security can only come from within. When we put our security in things or people outside, of us and they are taken away or they leave we can experience a life crisis and that's usually when people go search out an astrologist Mm. representing the energy of the mother whether that is your biological mother or a mother figure it relates to the home the past our emotional needs and what fulfills us on a daily basis so if you know the position of your natal moon you can Look up the meaning and you will see how this energy, whatever it's relating to, this is something that you need every day. It fulfills you. It's where you go for safety. It's 
totally fascinating, actually. Mm, mm. So it is reflective and nurturing. It shows how well we are nurtured or were nurtured as a child and how we nurture ourselves and others. It is intuitive and sensitive, ruling the breasts, the stomach, which is the seat of the emotions, and the female hormones. The moon is our self-image or how we see ourselves. It is not how others see us. And it is our ego, or at least it represents our ego. We mature, develop, and grow through our emotional body. So there is an unhealthy side of the moon, and this expresses itself in several ways. Some are emotionally self-indulgent, conceited, overreactive, moody, indecisive, and acute sensitivity. So this brings me to the full moon. And this is a phase of closure or completion. The energy is expressive. This is where the moon begins its waning phase of its cycle. This is where we can continue with our intention that we began approximately six months ago when the new moon was in Gemini. And if we do not want to continue, we can course correct or let it go. Gemini is a mutable air sign ruled by Mercury. It is symbolized by the twins and it is about communication, intellect, early learning and siblings. Medically, Gemini rules the nervous system, lungs and hands. When you think of Gemini, you think diversity. It is brilliant at adapting to any situation with incredible problem-solving abilities. Gemini can never have enough information. It is the duality, information in, information out, gathering facts wherever it can in reading, listening, talking, or writing, Gemini has an insatiable appetite for knowledge and facts. It is the most adaptable sign of the zodiac due to its modality of flexibility and it can hold copious amounts of facts on a variety of topics and a lightning fast sharp wit while being great conversationalists because they know all this stuff. They bring in a piece here and a piece there. Because Gemini wants to gather as much information as it can, it gets it to the point where it gets lost in it all. This amount of information can often have a paralyzing effect where it can result in indecisiveness. <laughs> and my, if I can tell a quick story, I have a very dear friend of mine. She has a Gemini sun. I have a Gemini moon. We go out to lunch on me. It'll be, what are you having? I don't know. What are you having? Oh, I'll have that. No, I won't have that. What are you going to have again? <laughs> and she'll sit down every time you could put money on it. She'll say, I wish I got what you had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it drives you crazy. One of the funniest women I've ever met as well. So Gemini is really fun to be around bouncing around from one topic to another others find it a challenge to keep up with the flitting about from one thought to another they can sometimes speak so incredibly fast their words roll into each other not finishing a sentence before they're off on another thought i do this to you yes i know i do yes, it to you, you do all a lot <laughs> I know I do. i'm so sorry I'm unaware. You must tell me when I do this. Gemini has an intense curiosity and will ask many questions. And sometimes this can come off as intrusive or nosy. And it's it can be misunderstood this way because it's because they're curious and they're they're interested. One of the great abilities Gemini has is to take a lot of information and organize words in an orderly fashion. Well, I don't know about that. From my own personal experience, I have extreme trouble in 
putting words in in an orderly fashion. Gemini has incredible problem-solving abilities. If one way doesn't work, they will have plenty of ideas of how to tackle a problem and can adapt to any situation. The most challenging thing for Gemini to do is relax the mind. Focusing your mind on deep breathing and yoga help greatly with slowing down all of Gemini's rapid thinking. Now there's also the distortion of Gemini. Easily distracted, they will chase any <laughs> any shy, shiny thing in the room, anything. Very hard to keep yourself focused because of the mutability they're not very good listeners because they're always wandering off onto a you know in their own minds on wandering off to other thoughts and ideas gemini can be quite contrary just for the sake of it at times they will disagree i know somebody personally it does not matter what i say the sky is blue well not really because if you look over there it's gray or they will just go the opposite way and i really do sometimes think just for the sake of doing it because then they'll come back around again and say the very thing that I said in the first place. And I have to be very mindful of this because I think I must do that for me to recognise it Mm -hmm. in somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I think, where do I do it? I think, oh, my God, I did. I did do it. I did it to somebody. And I can... It's very mm. humbling mm. to see yourself warts and all there. Mm. They are, can be unstable, the trickster. They can lie, uh, scattered thinking, and has a certain stubbornness about it because of this contrariness. The trickster, if I can just take a moment, it is with the ruler of Gemini's Mercury. We experience Mercury retrograde. It's, I mention them because... This trickster thing can play little games. The gremlins come out, the computer plays up, the car can play up. And the angrier you get or the more frustrated you get, the more these things will happen. Just this morning, I know people will be so fascinated by this, I did my washing. (laughs) I washed the sheets and the pillowcases. And normally when I do that, I will roll them up and I just throw them on the floor and I gather them all together and I put them in the washing machine. I do it the same way Every single time, do you know I cannot find one of the pillowcases? I have looked <laughs> high and it's disappeared into thin air. So uh, that's it about that part anyway. Now, putting those two together, the full moon in Gemini, be prepared for lots of mental stimulation as you may experience many ideas all coming to you at the same time and find it difficult to choose the direction you want to go in. Very difficult Mm. if you have this energy activated. Your mind may take off having so many ideas you may feel torn between in different directions. Take advantage of the Gemini full moon by looking at things from different angles and then start deciding from there. Your emotional state might be changeable going up one minute and down the next. Try to stay flexible in the moment. Great time to share funny stories, jokes, songs, write some poetry, which you shared. The most beautiful poem I think I have ever heard. Certainly I have never heard a poem about the menstrual cycle. (laughs) Thank you, Kerry. Um, And look at problems along with the solutions ideas. So you will be able to get many solutions to your problems. If you do have a problem, write it down and get it out of your head. See if you can... Just write what comes to mind and see if you can also come up with some solutions as well. In dealing with stressful thoughts, look at the work of Byron Katie. Mm. I love this woman. As you know, Mm. I mention her every single time. She has a process to 
unravel your thinking and be very gentle with yourself. See what houses the full moon in Gemini is transiting in your in your chart as this will tell you what area of your life will be affected. For example, if it is falling in your first house, it's actually on your ascendant. Right. Now, now I don't know if you know what that means no, or not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. Okay, well, we won't go into the ascendant. We'll just talk about the first house. You may find yourself expressing your feelings and emotions in your communications with others in different ways, and you may show more of your personality this way. If it's in the seventh house, it may bring some sort of closure in a close relationship or business partnership by looking at things from different perspectives. Perhaps look at it from the other's point of view. In the 12th house, this could be a time to withdraw into your internal world to contemplate your thoughts. You may consider writing them down, especially if they are ones of criticism either to yourself or another to find the truth to heal yourself. Mm. And that is all. Mm. It's so amazing, isn't it? I mean, you keep finding things Mm. all the time. Mm. Wonderful. You are a very talented woman. Thank you. Oh, well, well. after hearing that poem, Sue. Thank you. You dip more into that creativity. I will. It doesn't have a sniff of my peppermint. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> it Love is peppermint, it. by the way. It is. She's sniffing. Yes. <laughs> so week one. So for those who are joining us for the very first time, what we do here is that we we look at the star sign and we look at the moon and we put them together and then we merge into the conversation aspects of the female menstrual cycle. And we always talk about four weeks or three phases and that's what we're going to be doing now. So this is week one. If you are on your period or your moon time, this message is for you. Considering Gemini rules the arms, hands and shoulders, I encourage you to use these body parts this week to increase movement of the upper body and remove focus away from the abdomen that might be experiencing pain. So creating a morning ritual is one of the most soulful things you can do. I know that this week is painful, it's a bit messy, and naturally the first thing you want to do would be to attend to the nightly fallout. So after you attend to your hygiene, and if you don't have too many kids running around, if you don't have a demanding partner, <clears throat> have to say all that. Mothers deal with oh, a lot of goodness. things, don't they? Yeah, they do. So find a place where you can sit or stand and simply raise your arms above your head while taking in a long, deep breath. Look up and slowly lower your arms, exhaling. Repeat this action for as long as you can, at least five minutes. Now, look, I know all my yoga lovers, all my yogi friends out there, this is easy for you. However, you may not be disciplined in doing this first thing in the morning and as a ritual. I also acknowledge that my yogi listeners might move on to doing a stronger practice, and that is okay. So during this time of stretching, I suppose, and shredding, I mean shredding, I always say shredding, shedding. (laughs) Sometimes it feels like it's shredding. It does feel like that. So during this time of stretching and shedding, Bring a mantra of affirmation to your ritual. You can say something like, I stretch my body to maintain healthy blood flow. I bring love and kindness to every situation. Today, I bring tenderness to my body. I nourish it in all ways. 
So by doing this, you are helping the blood to flow around your body and you are actively focusing your attention away from the cervical pain and that refocuses, lessens physical pain. Now, some podcasts back, maybe even last year, we did a podcast based on focusing your intention on a painful area. And there's research around where it states that when you focus in on that pain, it gets worse. Yes. If you can learn to redirect and refocus your mind on another part of your body, reviewing your arms when you go up and down, that could actually lessen the pain. So have a go. Try it. Mm. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Well, it's the week of relief, isn't it? Um, I thought this week was perfect for creating a space, well, certainly to recover from the previous week. The full moon in Gemini helps you expose any lies or untruths to you, especially in what you say to yourself. So expect things to be revealed. In fact, I would let this come quite freely. Just be aware, Mm. you know. Your internal dialogue, if harmful, will not nurture you at all. So look at your feelings to give you inner guidance instead of the relentless internal chatter that can take you down a downward spiral. Best week to make a commitment to nurturing yourself through your own internal dialogue. That takes me back, I think it was our last podcast, we were talking about the throat chakra. Mm. I know it's only the, is it the last one? Yes. Yes. And... Isn't that awful? I can't remember. No, it was the one before that. One before. The throat chakra. I mentioned that phrase that I am that I am, which never made sense to me. It's like a statement, just like you were saying just then that I am healthy or I am, I can't even remember what you said. (laughs) It was only like three seconds ago. (laughs) I stretch my body to maintain healthy blood flow. I bring love and kindness to every situation. (laughs) Today I bring tenderness to my body. I nourish it in all ways. Gemini moon, see. There's so much in this head. I have (laughs) to flick through the files. So that that I am that I am. I am that, that word, just fill it in with something else. And you're making a statement Mm. and you're... As you say, you know, you're you're making a statement to confirm that to in your own body. Mm, mm. It's so true. You don't have to believe it. You just keep saying it. Yeah, I am well. Mm. I am that. Mm. I I am well. I I am. Mm. I am a genius. I am. Mm, You are. (laughs) So are you. (laughs) Okay, week two. Kerry, yes. did you know that week two is the best time to go to the dentist? No, I did not know that. Oh, my God. It's true. Okay. It's oh. even the best time to get waxed or get a pap smear, anything that involves pain. Really? Yes. This is the week to get it done. So why? Why, Kerry? Why is it so? The hormone that dominates this week is estrogen, and high levels of estrogen naturally stimulate high levels of endorphin. Really? Mm. So endorphins are the body's natural painkillers. Yes. Yep. That would make sense. A lot of sense, actually. Yes. Yeah. I know we've spoken about this on many podcasts and on many blogs, but people forget. You know, people forget, and we're here to remind you. Well, I couldn't remember what happened three seconds ago. (laughs) See what I mean, listeners? That's exactly what I mean. So our regular listeners know all about this delicious gem of chemicals, but as a reminder, let me share with you a couple of pearls you may not know. 
Estrogen is a female sex hormone that has many roles in the body, from controlling puberty to strengthening bones and is responsible to bringing a woman to ovulation. Research suggests that periovulatory levels of estradiol, which is one of the three estrogens, increase sexual desire in women. This then leads me to talk about (laughs) erogenous zones. (laughs) I don't think I've ever spoken about, I can't even talk. I don't think I've ever spoken about erogenous zones on this podcast before, have I? No, I would remember that. Yeah, I haven't. Mm. So erogenous zones, listeners, are parts of the body that excite sexual feelings when touched or stimulated. Don't know why my voice is going lower. Very, very I quiet. did. I know. Okay, they may be um, the genital or the extra genital, which is the breasts and the lips and the buttocks, or it could be something that you are not even aware of. Your hair. Yes. Your hair. Mm. So have you like here? here it, this is the question. I can't believe I'm even embarrassed <laughs> by this. Listeners, have you ever tried to discover your own erogenous zones? Question mark. Exclamation mark. Full stop. <laughs> Have you? Have you ever? I'm not going to ask you, Kev. I won't go. Thank God. I won't go there. I'm happy to share. Because like Gemini, okay, medically rules the arms and the hands. Mm. So, and this week, it's all about estrogen. And estrogen, when it leads up to ovulation, also there's a bit of testosterone there as well, which is the male sex hormone. And so around day 13, 14, sorry, 11, 12, 13, I mean, we are prime. We are really prime to... Uh, explore our bodies you know and if you're you know if you're new to our podcast we don't often talk about this so this is a good thing i've just turned 54 and we don't really know who the american president is either so this is a podcast that we have um, recorded prior to to that so we're all in a bit of an anxious state so uh, we all need a bit of relief (laughs) even if whatever (laughs) whoever president it is i don't know we all need a bit of relief from from this bizarre year Mm. so gemini medically rules the arms and the hands so use this week to discover areas of your body that might surprise you and stimulate you feet and toes the neck the hair um teeth maybe i don't know i I can't no no well for me for some people so like Explore. I want you to use this fantastic uh, energy. It's a full moon, uh, Gemini. It's all about the hands. Absolutely. Go for it. (laughs) That's all I have to say, Kez. Well, I was just going to say, well, you you speak about the hands. You know who I think had beautiful hands? Who? Elvis Presley. Yes. Uh, He was beautiful Mm. all over. Mm. Do you know what Goldie Horn said about Elvis Presley when she met him? What? She said, this guy turned on my hormones. (laughs) I think he turned on a lot of women's hormones, including mine, and Mm. I was only about four. When Mm. I first, you know, four or five when I first remember seeing him. So now this is totally removed from what you were talking about. 
But the other thing I was going to mention was if you had something complicated you were trying to find a solution for. Yeah, an erogenous zone is very complicated well, to find. Well, there you go. You can write it down. Let your mind wander. Mm. Let your hands wander mm. um, to experience many new options and ideas mm. that will help you. So if you're tackling some sort of problem, and it, really it's a great week for lightheartedness and laughter, mm. and goodness knows we need more lightheartedness mm. and laughter mm. in this world. It's very serious for a lot of people. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Kerry. That was wonderful. You're welcome. Okay, so week three. So during week three or phase three of your cycle, progesterone climbs after ovulation. Estrogen also climbs. However, progesterone is the dominant and should remain dominant until you get your period. On previous blogs and podcasts, I referred to research around the effects that stress hormones have on our levels of progesterone. The stress hormone I'm referring to is cortisol. When cortisol spikes, it blocks progesterone receptors and limits the activity of progesterone in the body. If progesterone drops during the final phase of the cycle, especially around day 21, it could allow estrogen to be dominant and that can result in severe PMS in the last seven days of your cycle. Stress, therefore, is what we need to discuss. I am concerned that women in their 20s and 30s are stressed and overwhelmed and causing all sorts of issues with their cycles. I know it's been a very difficult year, but there are always ways to lower stress. Using the exercise and mantras from week one, incorporate it during this week as well. The very simple, repetitive action of raising and lowering your hands with deep and long inhales and exhales will calm your sympathetic nervous system and activate your parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system prepares the body for the fight or flight response during any potential danger. Now that could also mean if you've got children who are at home and you're schooling them, it could mean that, you know, and you also have to work and you have another partner who you are the the primary caregiver for, if you have parents that you can't see, if you can't travel, if you can't do things. I mean, oh my goodness, this is a year of stress. This is a year of stress. So there is a lot of cortisol running out there and we are all in fight and flight. So we need to learn to activate the parasympathetic nervous system because the parasympathetic nervous system inhibits the body from overworking and restores the body to a calm and composed state. Please use this very simple tool referred in week one and get your stress under control. Oh, I'm sorry, you're ready. I was, I was quite. Um, what's the word? Compelled? No. No, in, enveloped. Enveloped. <laughs> In what you were saying, I was Involved. listening to what you were saying. I'm, I'm, the stress factor of this year, and mm. that's not meant to mention just the things happen in people's mm. lives, and it's you know, this year has contributed to it. There is a good part to this stress of this year I thought I should mention because Mm. it is the breaking down of the old. Yes. The old ways don't work anymore. Mm. And to make Mm. way for the new, they have to be broken down and they won't go down without a fight. Mm. They're like a dinosaur Mm. in its last breaths. Mm. You know, it's it's going to fight every day. Step of the way. So meditation, Mm. I I thought, is the way to calming and erratic and the busyness of the Gemini energy. And Mm. so from someone who has active Gemini energy, it is very difficult 
to calm your mind. Mm. I found tried meditation sometimes and I just cannot stop the stop it. Yes. But when I do it, it it helps me think clearer, I make better decisions and I can do any problem solving or find options. Mm. I mightn't solve the problem, but I can certainly find mm. a lot more options and ideas and concepts that can address mm. that. So depending where this is falling in your chart, if you have a problem corralling all these thoughts because they just, they're like a group of kids they just, you let them go and they're everywhere. You can't get them all together. One of the methods that I find very helpful, I don't know if you've heard of this, Sue, but it's breathing with your heart, meaning that you imagine your heart like a lung and you can see your heart expanding mm. and, and going down. And what this does is it brings you in the present moment. It's very important that we we get into the present moment from my own research and my own belief. We are at crossroads at the moment. We have a choice to go down one path or we can go to somewhere a lot better. By doing this, you raise your vibration and frequencies, which was what we were talking about before, and you're getting into uh, quantum physics and mm. the, the realm of quantum, is it medicinal? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But we need to create the world we want. Another way is to put it down on paper or do some journaling, write a blog. If you're experiencing stressful, repetitive thoughts, of course, visit Byron Katie. You might need to see, maybe make an appointment with a counsellor. Sometimes talking about these things is, yes. is helpful. Yeah. And make sure you laugh. Gemini's funny, mm. witty. Well, you know what I've done, and I, I've never shared this with you, but when I have been acting erratic and crazy, I filmed myself and then <laughs> I watched myself and I'm thinking... You're a you're a basket case, <laughs> but I made me laugh. So it and it was a real wake up, wake me up. I can tell. Yeah, that's very wise to do that. Yeah, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So week four. So week four really should not be happening, listeners. It really shouldn't be happening. We you should be in phase three, week three, until your period comes. Truly. Week four should be a continuation of phase three with high levels of progesterone carrying you through until you get your period, which I just said. What things can you do to keep the progesterone levels high? Lower stress by revisiting the arm and breathing exercises by week one. Eat foods such as brizzle nuts, unless of course you're allergic to nuts, chamomile, dark chocolate, I mean, I'm talking like cacao. Try to avoid dairy and sugar. Use a, like a vegan chocolate, which is really dark and beautiful and delicious. Turmeric. Cook with turmeric all the time. Do it all the time. Make sure you get the turmeric root and do it yourself, you know, like cut it yourself. And, it's always and better it from the directly I'm doing this, the... but people don't even know what I'm doing. I'm actually <laughs> getting, I'm getting the turmeric root. She's using your hands. Just and I'm using a, um, sca- you know, what are, you, what are they, not scourers, what are they called? A slicer. Grater. Grater. I'm using a grater. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. If you can hear that. It's nothing really weird and sexual. I'm just, anyway. Oh, fresh turmeric and spinach. And and the other thing too is exercise that raises a sweat. If you can do that, that's really good to eliminate stress. Well, it gives it a channel. It gives it somewhere to go, all this energy. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's what I've got, mate. I've got, that's it. You know, one of the things that I heard from Byron Katie that causes stress is you're arguing with reality. 
She says, reality is much kinder than what you're thinking about reality. Oh, that's so true. So this is why I keep, I, and I should it's drop these so little nuggets true. that she says to, to Actually, you know what? People I agree them. because instead of just saying it, that's about Byron, just say this is what Byron Katie says. Yeah. Tell us. I will. To the I will. Table. I will. And I'm happy to sing her praises because I went through it and mm. it made such an impact. Are you ready for me to t- say my Oh, bit? I thought you were. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so sorry. It's it's about being aware of your state of mind by observing your thoughts. And one of the things she says is, you ask, is it true? You said it to me in one Mm. podcast. You didn't even see the Byron Katie process. Is it true? These scattered thoughts with accompanying emotions can be like a roller coaster ride. If you are one to speak your emotions, be mindful in this week in particular. Your words can be tender or hurtful, especially this week. And once they are out... You cannot take it back. They're out there. Because Gemini also rules short trips, it would be an ideal week to take yourself out of your surroundings and go somewhere like the park or the beach, be amongst nature, and that has a profound effect on slowing everything down. And again, watch a funny movie as laughter is the best medicine for everything. That is my little bit. It's short and sweet. It's a very simple message. Don't make it to begin your head just do it just do the work exercise raise a sweat eat good food plenty of water and do those breathing exercises it's as simple as that all right my friends it's so lovely to have you here thank you our daughters we haven't said that for a while oh, we haven't yes a big hug to you all it's lovely thank you everyone <laughs> and we'll see you on the next podcast Bye-bye. bye bye
brings a new burst of bubbles onto the breeze. As each bubble floats off into the distance, feel your mind become calm, your body relax, and your soul become light. Continue to release your thoughts until you reach a point of relaxation and can enjoy the present moment you are in.